0: Go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person, how-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead. Click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Well, hello there. This is Louis, a.k.a. Louis, the French Monette. And I'm here to talk about my podcast channel, Schmoser North. On my podcast channel, we find the Frenchie Talks About and the Frenchie Watches. On The Frenchie Talks About, we talk about anything. We can go from anime to women in priesthood. There's a subject for everyone. And The Frenchie Watches is simple. We watch a movie and we deep dive into the psychological meaning of that movie. Uh, So we really try to find a new angle on the movies you love. All right, so go take a look and enjoy. Bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers. And welcome to the show. I just want to say thank you for everyone that has supported my podcast since last year. It's been great. It's been a blast. I've been doing collaborations with people that I never thought I would actually do collaborations with. Also, too, I want to say thank you for following my Facebook page for Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite since 2015. I believe, but it's been six or seven years since I actually opened up that page and it's been growing ever since. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that has supported my page, that has been there for me and everything too. Whenever I'm going through storms and stuff like that, through hurricanes and stuff like that, people message me all the time, just asking me how I'm doing and everything. It's just such an awesome experience to actually have that in a community where people are actually concerned about me. And just want to check up on me. And that's just so awesome. So thank you to those people that actually check up on me. And and also too, I want to thank everybody that subscribed to my YouTube channel. It means so much to me. This is actually going to be my Thanksgiving Day uh, episode. So that's why I'm doing all these thank yous as well. Even if I, if it wasn't Thanksgiving, I would still find a way to thank you guys. But anyways, with further ado, let's go on ahead and get into today's show. So today's show is actually going to be a review on a documentary that just dropped. And John Campia just made this documentary. It's called Movie Trailers, A Love Story. And I just want to say this. He did such a great job with this documentary. He goes in through great detail about what works in the tra- trailer, what doesn't work in the trailer. The music the energy of the people that you're with and you'd be able to speculate on fan theory whenever it came down to star wars the mcu dc and also to scoring of the trailers and also does the director actually have creative control over the trailer this documentary is just fantastic. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Not only that, this this trailer only clocks in at like an hour and 15 minutes long or an hour and 16 minutes long, which is actually perfect. You don't need anything too long for a documentary. But, you know, I always love trailers. I always love going to the movie theaters and watching trailers. And the whole reason why we, they're even called trailers is because before the movie starts, it's supposed to be something that trails the movie along until the movie actually starts. But... Now it's been this whole entire thing, and then matter of fact, they actually t- John Campia's uh documentary actually covers this where, you know, we go and see a movie and we're sucked into the movie theater for about 30 minutes of nothing but previews. And, you know, they even did a whole entire voting thing of how many how many trailers should we actually see. And I have to agree, two to three trailers is just fantastic. It's right to the point and then we get into the movie in itself. We don't want to be exhausted by the time we actually see the movie because we want to be able to digest that movie, right? We want to be able to enjoy it, laugh, cry, do whatever we want with this movie that we're about to watch and be entertained by it. How can we do that whenever we're watching a 30-minute clips of a trailer that we may or may not have seen off of YouTube, and also two. I don't understand. I don't. I really don't understand movie theaters that show TV commercial advertisements, because I'm not there to watch an M and M's commercial or anything like that. I'm there to enjoy a movie, and to be able to just enjoy with other people, and then maybe just speculate as I'm going out with uh, going out of the movie theater, out of that auditorium with somebody else, and just fanboying or fangirling over something that happened within that movie but showing too many minutes of a movie is just exhausting and I even have to use the roller coaster analogy that John Campy actually used because we can get up to this certain point to where we're laughing and then before you know it we're dropping down and then we're going back up again and then we're crying. And then we're going back down. Because of the fact that after we're crying. We're probably laughing. Or we're... Either way it goes. It's just craziness. Absolutely absurdness. That I just don't get. Why they actually have to show 30 minutes of a trailer. And not only that. But I also like uh, what John Can't Be Awesome does too with this. Especially when you actually look at trailers where... They show too much or the music doesn't go well with a certain trailer. And then, like I said before uh, and everything too, when you're on a Hall H panel or when you're in, or at a Star Wars D12 panel or Star Wars Celebration, you're there with a group of people where you can actually share an experience that you cannot share at home. Because of the fact that you're not surrounded by the same group of people that have that same fandom that you do. So for once, you can actually go out of your house, fly, be there with a bunch of people that you feel comfortable with. And then fanboy, then fangirl over certain moments that you saw within a trailer on a Hall H panel or a D12 panel or a Star Wars celebration panel. And... That's just something that I really love. And not only that, but even going to the movie theaters itself, whenever I watch a trailer, I always wind up, for some reason, I always like watching the crowd. I like seeing the energy from the crowd, seeing what they think of a certain trailer or a certain scene in a movie, because I want to see if they're actually having the same experience that I am, that I'm having, because then it energizes my experience a lot more, because they're actually enjoying that experience, and we're actually sharing in an experience to where... We can talk about maybe something later on if we actually walk out at the same time, if we actually do want to engage in conversation because that actually does happen to me sometimes where where I don't know this person from Adam and then we wind up talking about certain scenes in the movie for at least 10-15 minutes before actually leaving the theater. And that is just the beauty of art. That's just the beauty of going to a movie. And then also too, even with a trailer, we want to be able to have those moments where we can actually talk about a piece of a trailer with somebody in the movie theater as well. But being bombarded with 30 minutes and everything, we don't have that same excitement. We're exhausted. We feel like that we're doing a whole entire cardio exercise by the time we actually go and see, this, see a certain film. But another thing, though, too that I want to bring up, this uh, documentary also brings up uh, Sam Raimi, for example. Whenever he was doing the Spider Man, uh, the very first Spider Man movie, they spent two million dollars on a trailer alone. And matter of fact, I remember watching this trailer over at in Boston when I was it was my summer vacation. I used to spend three months in Boston and visit my family and i remember the helicopter scene where this big old huge ass spider uh, web is in the middle of the two towers the this helicopter's actually caught in the web in between the two towers and that's it and it's not even in the tra- it's not even in the movie at all it's not it's just there for publicity it's just there to sell the movie that hey look there's a new spider-man movie coming out you couldn't sell that with toby maguire Doing something off the walls or something like that with his webs or anything, you couldn't do something for lesser money whenever that money could have actually been used in a better way to actually help with the CGI or the storytelling itself. Come on, you could actually do a better job. And not only that, but 2001 happened, and get this this is actually something that's in the documentary itself. They actually lost money and they couldn't even probably use those Twin Towers because of the fact that 9-11 happened. So therefore, I remember any time anything during 2001, they would actually have to crop out of the movie or get rid of it digitally because of the fact that they couldn't use the two towers. Because that's how, how hard it was for us in the United States for us to actually look at the two towers and the Twin Towers. And also too... I remember um, a movie, Don't Say a Word, with Michael Douglas and um, Brittany Murphy. And there was actually a shot of the Twin Towers. And I remember on Entertainment Night they were mentioning the fact that they actually had to go in and digitalize and remove that from the trailers. And also, too, you know, back in the 90s as well, we had to go just through any links. To just watch a trailer. Whether it's on Entertainment Tonight. Whether we're going to see Meet Joe Black. Because that's actually how we actually had to watch The Phantom Menace. Was through Meet Joe Black. And even though the movie sucked. We went and saw a trailer. <laughs> to go see, And we didn't care about the movie. All we wanted to see was our Star Wars. And that was it. And also too. I'm going to talk about music here too, because that's actually what they cover is the music. And some music can actually be good and amplify your experience whenever you're actually watching a certain trailer to where you're actually energized within the story itself when you're watching a trailer. So therefore, whenever your reaction that you're doing for that video might be amplified because number one of the scene, number two, the way that the music is actually being amplified. And therefore your energy is going to be up. And because your energy is going to be up. You're going to have your excitement. You're going to have what you're loving about this trailer. You're going to have emotion. You're going to have all kinds of different feelings. When it comes down to that. And also too. I have to appreciate the fact a Priest. Has a YouTube channel. And the fact is. He was fanboying over the Force Awakens trailer. And that just moves me. That How much movies can bi- shape people and things like that. It's just fantastic. And also too that I want to actually get at is the fact that like I said before that um you know, music in a trailer can uh, amplify amplify the experience. But it can also take you down an octave, though, too, because the music can actually take you out of the trailer and make you not feel that excitement or anything like that, because of the fact that music can actually be misplaced in a trailer. For example, uh, the Beastie Boys music with uh, the new Star Trek movie at that time, and that was total misplacement and everything. We get the fact that there was a char- one of the characters actually likes the Beastie Boys. But that does not mean that you actually have to put a Beastie Boy song with the Star Trek uh, movie uh, trailer. It would actually have been fine with some dramatic music and things like that to actually amplify it. And you could actually get it from there. Also, too, I love watching trailer reactions. I love when people are actually getting excited over the same things that I'm getting excited about. And here's the thing. I don't do trailer reactions. It's not that I don't want to. But it's the whole fact, I don't know the formula just yet on how to actually watch a trailer review or do a trailer reaction and not have my channel yanked or have that content yanked from me to where the studios are saying, uh-uh-uh, you cannot do that. So basically what I do is I go in and I watch the trailer, then I do a trailer review for that and my feelings are still there and still amplified, it's still marinating inside my system so therefore I'm amplified or it might take me down an octave because of the music or because something just didn't fit within that trailer now I've seen good movies uh good movie trailers to bad movies and then I've seen bad trailers for good movies and a perfect example of that is Edge of Tomorrow for me horrible trailer and everything didn't look like it was going to be any good or anything like that I go in with zero expectations I was blown away with that movie that was one of those movies that set the bar for me whenever it came down to low expectations and I love having low expectations because of that experience sometimes it enhances it sometimes it doesn't even enhance it because I actually mentioned that on the Harley Quinn review where I actually said this on the podcast where I was expecting Maybe the trailer didn't sell me, maybe the movie might actually sell me because of the fact that my expectations are low, are so low, maybe it might actually amplify it. Another perfect example of music that actually amplifies your experience is the Suicide Squad movie. Even though that movie wasn't the best comic book based movie for DC or anything like that. But you cannot deny the fact that Bohemian Rhapsody, which it, by the way, I actually did a trailer review for that on my YouTube channel but I remember the experience that I actually had. I loved hearing Bohemian Rhapsody. I love Queen. I loved the fun that it actually brought to that. It gravitated towards me just having fun watching this trailer. And then also speculate on what might actually happen. And what might not actually happen with another trailer in itself. And that's what makes it so much fun when you actually think about it as a whole. And then I'm also have to say this though too. That you know... Trailers are supposed to be there. That's supposed to be fun, but you know, I mentioned the fact that it can actually take you out of it if you're watching 30 minutes of trailers in a movie theater, and the ampli- and it can either amplify it or it can actually decrease it. Then also too the misplacement of the music can actually throw you off as well. But another thing though too is let's talk about Cana Reeves for a minute, and I'm just paraphrasing some of the things that was in this documentary, Keanu Reeves is actually one of my favorite actors. But let's just put the facts on the table. Ever since the Matrix movies came out and stuff, Keanu was pretty much on ice. He was pretty much like Captain America on ice because he wasn't hardly in anything. He didn't do anything that was actually spectacular or anything like that. He did The Day the Earth Stood Still, I think before he did John Wick, but it wasn't anything to where it's like, oh my God, I have to see the next Keanu Reeves movie. But it wasn't until John Wick came out. That's when his career started going up. But it wasn't for that trailer about a month or two before the actual release, or a week or two before the actual release of that of tr- uh, the trailer. And then the positive word of mouth that happened after people w- watched the trailer and watched the movie, was, uh It actually ended up amplifying his career but it also amplified our experience in the movie theater as well because we were able to enjoy the john wick movies and i said movies plural because the fact it wasn't for that first film and and actually dominated at the box office we wouldn't have the other uh john wick movies and not only that but we wouldn't even have the continental that's going to be coming out for stars which is also a spinoff of john wick Telling the story of the hotel. And we wouldn't actually have. Colonel Reese back in action again. And we also wouldn't. Have any more John Wick movies. And I'm going to be honest with you. This movie was really good. And then also too. The Avengers. uh, Trailers were just awesome. I'm just going to be honest with you. They did a whole entire misconception. And everything. They did a Houdini. Basically a misconception. Where you actually saw. The Hulk running with the crew with the Avengers, and then when you see the actual Avengers Infinity War movie, he's not there. He's uh, he's actually in the Iron Man, the Iron Hulk uh Buster and everything. And I love being thrown off on that. I love the fact that they did a whole entire misconception because of the fact that I don't want to be like, okay, this is where the Hulk comes in, or you know, this is where Spider-Man is going to be running along in Civil War with these heroes, or this is when Iron Man is going to be side-by-side with Spider-Man in uh, Far From Home, and I'm glad they didn't do that, I'm glad they didn't do that at all, I'm glad that they did a whole entire misconception, because it makes the movie its own thing, its own entity, without having to explain anything, and also, too, the whole entire misconception I'm fine with. What I'm not okay with is when you see a trailer, you love what's in the trailer, and then they take something that's in the trailer out of the trailer. For example, Sinister Six with Sony, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. And you're seeing this guy walk through the Sinister Six section. And as he's walking, you see Dr. Octopus's suit. You see a bunch of callbacks to other villains. And then it's not even in there. They just take it all out like it was nothing, and I don't like that. I do not like that. It's a misconception of the fans, and also, too, uh, it's not leading into anything at all. It's just a huge missing chunk of the film that should have been there to actually amplify the movie in itself, but instead, it's actually a disconnect with the fans, and you add in another scene, it's like, okay, what the hell just happened? Where's that scene that I was promised, now it's not there. Why is that scene not there? Because Andrew Garfield's character is not something's just not hitting right that it's supposed to be hitting and it's supposed to be there. And it just doesn't hit the marker that it's supposed to be is supposed to be because that scene's not there. And then also too, this document documentary also goes into the whole entire fact with Christopher Nolan. We already know that Christopher Nolan has a big head up in uh, WB and stuff like that as far as the movies goes. Because he's a juggernaut of a director. He can make a billion dollars <throat> on his movies and stuff like that. They have total faith in Christopher Nolan. But, here's the thing. Most people think that directors have a say-so on what they do in their trailers. But they don't. It's actually the studio executives, the editing, and all that stuff... That goes on behind the scenes. And a matter of fact. The directors actually have to separate themselves. To allow these people to be able to. Work on their own art. And hopefully whenever they get the product. For the trailer. That that director will actually love it. If not. I don't know what happens. If they don't like the editing of that trailer. If they have to go back and recut it again. Or whatever. But. Anyways, Christopher Nolan does not have a say-so on... Or Patty Jenkins or anybody doesn't have a say-so on how a trailer is actually cut. The only thing that they're allowed to actually do is direct a movie. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it sets the bar on what they want to do. Hopefully it makes the money that the executives want them to actually hit. And make the, mu- the budget back. That's all they have. They have no say-so in anything. And the other thing too is... You know... The thing about trailers too is the like I said before the music, but the scoring has a lot to do with it. Whenever they put music into this, into this whole entire thing, this this whole entire documentary is just fantastic. I cannot rave about this enough. If you're a fan of movies, if you're a fan of in, basically. Of just trailers and wanting to know the process of trailers. If you're a film student that's trying to learn about film and how certain trailers are actually cut. This is actually a perfect documentary for you to be able to do your report on, your thesis on, or whatever you want to do it on. I strongly recommend this um, documentary. John Campia did such a great job with this. Not only that, but John Campia is actually one of the reasons why I'm even doing a podcast in the first place. He's actually one of my... Some of the people that I actually look up to whenever it comes down to making content and things like that. Because I remember in 2013 when I was first introduced to AMC Movie Talk. And now, here I am, several years later, doing a podcast, doing YouTube, doing stuff that, you know, if it wasn't for him, I probably would still be in my little bubble and everything. So a big thank you to John Campia for... To let me have my uh, podcast and stuff like that uh, and everything, even though he doesn't know who I am, probably. But you know, I if it wasn't for him and the inspiration that he gave me to make my channel, I would be in my own little cubicle, just minding my own business, not doing anything. And also, too, you know, he he's just a great person whenever it comes down to explaining things. And also two. I want to talk about, uh, the other thing that I want to actually talk about with Christian Harlov from Schmodown and also Schmoes No, he's also in this documentary and he also explains, um, how trailers are supposed to, how trailers are actually supposed to know where your villains are, where your heroes are, when they're supposed to meet and go from there. And that's actually what he does for the schmoadown. That's actually how he actually has the person that comes in and cuts his trailers. Because knowing where your heroes are and where your villains are, and when they clash clash together, that's a big importance. And also, too, another thing that I want to mention is Batman versus Superman. We all know that they're gonna make up in the end, but do we really need to see that at uh, see that in the trailer? Do we need to see Doomsday at the very right end of the trailer? No, just show us the th- main theme. Of the trailer itself of them fighting and duking it out. That's why we came to the movie and movies in the first place is to see them duke it out. And also, too, another uh, thing that I actually want to mention is the fact that you know, I love boxing movies, I love sports movies and things like that. They touch on Rocky, they touch on the fact that back in those days that you know, the only way that you could actually see a movie, like I said, even when as a 90s kid, was in a movie theater. So, therefore, they didn't have several different cuts to a certain trailer. There was only one trailer. You saw that in the theater after you actually saw maybe two or three trailers. It gots into the whole entire uh, movie. Also, too, we also have a trailer for a trailer, which I don't get. I get the fact that you want to actually tease something. But just give me a teaser. I don't need to see a trailer for a trailer. I just want to see a teaser. Give me a teaser, give me a full teaser, a full trailer, and that's it. Give me my, just give me that. I don't need five or six trailers for one movie. But here we are. We actually have that. But, you know, for me, my, my rule of thumb is this. And I'm, is this. I'm not going to be doing trailer reviews for the same movie Five times for different five different cuts of that same movie. I'm just going to do the teaser trailer. A full trailer uh, uh, review. And maybe if something's actually shown in an international trailer or something like that. I might actually do that. But other than that, it's just going to be a three-part trailer reaction. And that's it. I'm not going to go ahead and get like ten different trailer reviews for the same movie. And things like that, because I people will get bored with that, and I do not want to bored my my audience with that. But with that being said, that's gonna be it for this segment. I hope that you guys have a safe, uh, Thanksgiving and everything. And I'll be back on Monday. Ho- and also too, I might actually try and put out a. Uh, I might actually put out something for a my podcast episode or something uh, during the weekend, but tomorrow's just family Thanksgiving with my girlfriend and her family and also with my family as well, so I'm gonna be doing that, and guys, if you guys wanna go ahead and support the Movie Lovers Unite podcast and stuff like that, you guys can by going to www.buymeacoffee.com, go ahead, buy, uh, buy me a couple co- cups of coffee, and get me jacked up on some caffeine also too we also have a gofundme page for movie lovers unite go ahead check that out i'll have that in the link below um we also have a place for all your entertainment needs for movie reviews movie tv news and also uh tv reviews as well and that's movieloversunite.com and we also have a pinterest movie lovers tv lovers unite we also have a twitter page movie lovers unit and then of course you guys can follow me at John DGorio8 on Twitter and then also too on Instagram at Ruby Lovers TV Lovers Unite. Those are all the social networking platforms that I'm actually on. And you can find this podcast on any platform that's, that you can get your podcast from. Always, and until next time, bye-bye. Stay safe, guys, from for Thanksgiving. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later.